This is Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga, recorded at Halepule on beautiful Kauai. Each month we cover topics that can help you find balance in your life through food, good living, and the eight limbs of Raja Yoga. Learn more at halepule.com. And here's the show. Hello everyone, this is Myra and Kelsey with Halepule's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We have colleagues who have a baby and she's often with us at mealtimes and watching her grow over the last year and a half almost has just been amazing. It's just been so beautiful having her and her energy and the adventuresome spirit that she brings to life around. Every new phase is a celebration and as we watch her learn to walk and and start to make more specific sounds, then everybody truly is celebrating. And she is a beautiful baby, but her the true beauty in it all is in how present she is and how willing to be an explorer and, uh, in this journey of learning how to be a human being. And that has me thinking that graceful aging can come at all stages of life because it really is just dependent on our attitude and we have control over our attitude. So I wanted to talk more about this notion of what is beauty and how can we have aging be a graceful process. So beauty is a subjective thing. Everybody has their own opinions about it. And now it's also heavily marketed. So what is true beauty? Well, from the Ayurvedic perspective, physically we would look at things like the brightness in the eyes and the glow of the skin and those things come about as a result of having a balanced Agni. You know, I was told once to allow my spirit to shine through my skin and through my eyes. Having a balanced Agni helps me to be able to do that. It's also a sense of connection. When I have that sense of connection to my higher self or to the God of my heart, then my energy flows. And when my prana or energy is flowing, then I have a sense of confidence and clarity. And the, the beauty of who I am as a spirit shines through. And this is true for all of us. There's that tendency, too, to sweetness and to smile. These are things that can allow us to age gracefully and to have true beauty. The four pillars of health are referenced in Ayurveda. And they're, they are guides to support us to be healthy through our whole life. And as a result, to have this emanating glow, we'll say. These four pillars of health then are ahar, which is diet, vihar, how we conduct our lives, adequate sleep, and appropriate use of sexual energy. And so what I've learned then is aligning with these four pillars and just allows who we are as this beautiful eternal spirit to come forth. Can you expand on the importance of ahar first, so the diet? How does this affect the degree of grace with which we age? It has an enormous effect, as many people are finding out these days. Now, I think it used to be when, when most people ate at home and that the, the diet wasn't so varied uh, and the people were healthier. <laughs> and these days, we have so many different choices and too many wrong combinations, all things that affect our aging process. For example, you know, we need to have a proper amount of augmenting and extractive food. So that means that we need to have 
food that adds to the body, that helps it to grow and to sustain itself. And we need food that's cleansing in nature. But we can't have too much cleansing food, otherwise we cause imbalance. And that will cause imbalance in the body and in the mind. So those are things that make a big difference then in the aging process. So for example, a person who is elderly and is only having maybe some crackers and salad, for example, that's not enough augmenting food. So the body will deteriorate much faster. Uh, it will also tend to contribute to imbalance of vata dosha, which will then cause the mind to not work as well either. When the mind doesn't work well, it's difficult to have a sense of beauty. And vata dosha is the air and ethers elements. Right. That aspect of us, we, we need to take care of it as we age. Uh, and these days, we do so many things that aggravate that aspect of us, those air and ethers. There's too much lightness in food. There's too much uh, lightness in our activities with excessive travel and using electronics. These are all things that contribute to that. And they, let's just say, they make the aging process not as smooth. Mm. I remember we had a guest a few years back, and he had been a raw foodist for a while, and as part of that, ate a lot of extractive food. And it's really interesting seeing that the air and the ethers elements being quite high in him, and he was quite stiff, um, not only physically, but also mentally. And as he shifted to have that a balance of augmenting extractive, just how that changed in him and how he really did seem to become years younger. Yeah, he appeared much younger <laughs> just with those changes in food. That's right. Um, I'm also laughing too because just the other day you said how when you first met me that I looked at least 15 years older. Yeah. And that was definitely 90% dietary in the sense that I just I really didn't have any idea that fresh food was something that was important. Right. For graceful aging. Right. So having food that has prana, we've talked about that prana flowing in us is what has us look beautiful. And we have to have food that we bring in, food and drink, that has prana, or has life force in it uh, that, that adds to us. So if you think about it, you know, it's just, it's really a very practical kind of thing. It's not a, not a, a very complicated thing at all. Keeping diet very simple is what allows Agni to, to work very well so that you can utilize the nutrients from the food that you eat and that makes good quality tissues in the body and it gives you what's called uh, ojas. And ojas is our, it's our vitality, it's our immunity, and it's our blissfulness. Uh, and that's that's that is what really brings true beauty. So the importance of the diet it, it can't be emphasized enough. And those two key points were augmenting extractive ratio, and then fresh prana filled foods. Right. And keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> Great. And so, what about vihar then? How we conduct our lives? How does this affect the degree of grace with which we can age? Well, the biggest thing with that is having a regular schedule of eating and sleeping. And the thing that I see the most these days is that people are not sleeping enough. They get wound up and they think they can keep going, and so then they just keep going. And then we really lose that ability to make a good decision. But what we know is that human beings in general 
leading a a fairly regular life these days, we'll say, Mm -hmm. uh, that we need a good amount of sleep. We need to have somewhere between seven and nine hours of sleep, and it needs to be of a good quality. When the sleep quality is poor, then Agni is going to be disturbed by that. And frequently the sleep is poor because Agni is disturbed or because there's dosha imbalance, vata dosha in particular. So everything affects everything else in a holistic system that we are. And I think that's one of the most important points, too, about beauty, is that we are a holistic system. It's not just about, I want to make my skin look good, you know, mm-hmm. or I want, I, just, I want my eyes to look a certain way, or I want my mouth to look a certain way. It's really the whole system, and when it's all working together then things go very well and we look really beautiful. And, and feel well in our bodies. I know we teach a practice called sit down, stand up in the yoga asana, the poses that we teach. And it just keeps the, the range of motion in the hips and the strength and flexibility to be comfortable in the pelvis. And there's so much, um, there's so much belief in the fact that as you get older, you have to get more physically uncomfortable. But... We've been watching you get older year by year and become more comfortable. Right. And so we don't really, we don't have to become, uh, we don't have to be in pain. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, we can, and we can be, uh, have that balance of strength and flexibility. And that's all about our attitude and which affects how we age, which then affects the beauty as well. Right. And so then one would have to, maintain the use of their body and joints but not abuse it because then there's like other extreme there's the people who are sedentary and then there's there's the over exerting right and so everything that we talk about from an ayurvedic standpoint is going to be in moderation when we find that place of moderation and we work there things work well together yeah we did talk about sleep and that it's a really important aspect of remaining healthy now and ongoing. And what about appropriate use of sexual energy, the fourth pillar? Well, too much sexual activity and particularly, we'll say, sexual activity of an indiscriminate nature will drain the ojas. Yeah, it will deplete the ojas. And the ojas being our vitality and blissfulness. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one of the effects. The other effect is what's it doing to the mind? Let's say if you're thinking about sex as a, as a relief of tension uh, or as some kind of pursuit in that, then it moves out of its natural place as part of us. Our sexual energy is our most powerful energy, and it's one that can be utilized for procreation. It's one that can be transformed into spiritual energy. So then that brings a tremendous amount of power to us when we're able to do that. Uh, and, and resilience, I can imagine. And, and resilience, yes, mm-hmm. right. Because rather than expending the energy, then we can actually recirculate it, you might say. And then it can be for sexual union of a nature that creates something higher, something more than two people coming together. When it's utilized that way, then we maintain our ojas and our aging is much more graceful. And so overusing the sexual energy then will deplete our inner resources, which will in some ways speed up the aging process. Of course. When ojas gets depleted, then we age much more quickly. Yes. 
So are these four pillars, are they equally as important to one another or are there any pillars that are more powerful in terms of having us feel sweet and pure inside and outside as we live out our lives? I think they're all equally yeah. important. They really are. The one that is probably most prominent in people's lives, though, is, of course, ahar, the diet. It's also the one that has probably the most variables in it. So, in other words, our ability then to have some consistency in the diet, to have it be simple, and also then to have an attitude toward it that I'm nourishing this body that I've been given as a gift. Right. And that it's a, an opportunity for us to connect with nature. And, and with that process, we come into our natural rhythm. And when we're in our natural rhythm, we will age gracefully. So one of the things that is important then with ahar is three meals in a day. You know, This notion of, of having to snack or needing to eat through the day is something that's brought a lot of damage to people's agni, uh, which then, of course, the agni is the main thing that feeds ojas, and therefore we will have depleted ojas over time. And you see this happening even with children these days because the agni never gets developed properly. So three meals in a day and not snacking between, people say, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, but we help people all the time do this, and then they go, wow, you know, and then they see how much more mental clarity they have, how much better they feel, how much more energy they have, and everything gets better because agony can do its job. The overeating that comes from, in any one sitting or from snacking throughout the day does create a puffiness in the tissues. Mm-hmm. And it's really apparent when people come, even sometimes for short stays, like six days, then how that puffiness will go away Mm -hmm. just from leaving out the snacking and eating an appropriate amount in any one sitting. And they sometimes they'll leave looking, actually frequently, they'll leave looking 10 to 15 years younger. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Well, let's take a short break. And when we come back, continue our discussion about beauty and graceful aging and how to flourish in all stages of our lives. There is an Ayurvedic proverb that says, when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. When diet is correct, medicine is of no need. Food has the power to heal and transform our bodies and minds. When we approach eating from its true sacred nature, it is like no other medicine on the planet. Learn to use the healing power of food as a certified Ayurvedic chef. In Hale Pule's 100-hour program, you'll learn to incorporate the principles of Ayurveda into personal and commercial kitchens to bring health and wholeness to everybody. This certification is ideal for Ayurvedic health counselors and practitioners who want to better support clients' eating habits or for anyone looking to become a personal Ayurvedic chef, run a catering business, prepare healing food at a spa or wellness center, or simply enhance your family's or clients' eating habits. Visit halepule.com to apply. We're back. We've been talking about graceful aging and the beauty that that comes with that. Now, what effects do beauty products that are sold commercially have on our body's ability to stay appropriately youthful? And I say appropriately youthful because there is a natural breakdown that happens from the moment we're born. So it's a natural thing to, to have the tissue quality change some over time. But let's talk about, for example, sunscreen. 
people think that that's something protective. It's used to decrease the aging process, but does it really? Well, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) My opinion is that it poisons the oceans and it, it, it really is poisonous to us. Even the most natural of it will provide a little bit of sunscreen and that's fine, but it's very little. So your really best choice is to stay out of the midday sun. You know, we live in the tropics and we know, you know, you spend time in the midday sun and you're going to aggravate the doshas. You're going to bring imbalance to your system that will interfere with beauty and aging. So the idea is don't, don't try to bake yourself in the sun and uh, you don't need sunscreen. And some people are very, very fair-skinned and so they need to wear some clothing and, again, be out only you know, just after sunrise, just before sunset and things of that nature. And they can use a little neem oil on sensitive areas. And neem oil is very effective at a low level. At, yeah. at, I think what's called SPF 15 or so. And uh, that, that, you know, that can be adequate if you have short exposure. Now, the other thing with Ayurveda is that we do suggest that you spend at least 15 minutes outside in the sun every day. Now, that doesn't mean direct hot sun beating down on you, but that you get some sunlight to your eyes. And this is something that, uh, that will make a difference to people. So we're not suggesting that we should hide inside or be afraid of the sun. And sunlight all. in your eyes means then that you can get that sunlight even in the wintertime in that, the cold climate. That's right. Yeah. yeah. In, in most places, yes. Okay. <laughs> and then the, the next one that I thought of was about dyeing the hair. Because I, I really encourage people not to color the hair because you put the chemicals right onto the skin. It's the same as if you're eating those chemicals. You know, we're given a hair color that's right for us. And what happens is that people say, oh, but it's dull or, you know, it, it just doesn't look very good. And the quality of the hair is dictated by the diet and the quality of digestion of food. So we can have the quality of hair be much better by what we were talking about earlier, which is our our ahar, our diet, and our lifestyle as well, getting enough sleep and so forth. Those are all things that affect the quality of the hair. And what about the people who dye the hair because it's graying? Well, because it can be early graying or it could just be natural process when they're in their later years. Well, obviously, it's always a personal choice. We get to do whatever we feel best about. But what's really nice in terms of aging and living, I've found, is that when we can just really be okay with who we are, where we are, and that all of us go through that process. And some people get white hair or gray hair faster than other people, and it is related to the constitution and the balance of the doshas, by the way. So it's definitely something that can be slowed down significantly. I have seen people even reverse it to some degree. Uh, but it's also something that we need to realize that, that we're aging from the moment we're born, as you said. Mm-hmm. And that aging process is really something to be celebrated. They're all transitions in life. Yes, if I'm doing something harmful to myself that is increasing that aging process, well, you know, that's, that's what Ayurveda is about. It's about the science of life and the science of living. It's, it's, a, it's here to tell us that there's another way to do it. Rather than trying to be something we're not, we need to be, become who we are. 
So about the early graying then, let's say someone's in their late 20s or early 30s and they're starting to gray, what are the factors then that are contributing to that? Usually the primary factor is excess pitta dosha, which is excess fire element. And, and it's literally burning things up, you could say. Uh, and I have had people in, have in their late 20s, for example, uh, suggested that they stop the hot spicy food and the alcohol and caffeine and the refined sugar. Those are all things that aggravate that pitta. And uh, have seen hair, you know, white hairs that were coming significantly go away. And we do have a blog post on our website about this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are lovely oils for the hair and scalp, too, that are helpful. Yeah. And back to skin for a moment. We talked about the use of sunscreen, but what about other lotions or creams? Are they necessary? Most of them are not necessary. You know, again, some people say, well, my skin is very dry. And boy, do I understand. My skin used to be really dry. Uh, what I suggest is is daily abhyanga, is daily application of oil. And sometimes even if you just do a little shorty version of that, uh, then it starts to, over time, it changes the quality of the skin. And this is something that does slow down the aging process. The, the use of abhyanga oil, which are oils that have herbs decocted into them for the purpose of balancing dosha and supporting that uh, graceful aging process. Hmm. Uh, earlier when we were talking about diet, you mentioned that simplicity is important. A simple diet is really the most effective way to remain feeling youthful and looking youthful throughout life. And I'm guessing then it's the same thing for our body. You talked about oil on the hair, oil on the skin. So really simpler is best. That's right. So all those toners and all kinds of things <laughs> that people have, you know, most of it's really not necessary. Um, something simple and regular will uh, will make a big difference. And then, of course, it's really from the inside out. Right. So that facelifts, for example, don't need to be a part of one's life story that they can address ahar and vihar. Right. Diet and lifestyle right. and just have things be lubricated and fresh from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Right. When the quality of our food has prana and we're able to digest it properly then the quality of the tissues in the body, and that would include the muscles and the fat tissue uh, and as well as the bones and so forth. But that, that, that's one of the things that makes aging graceful in the sense mm-hmm. that um, we start looking older, but, we, but it goes in a nice slow fashion uh, with a great deal of beauty in that process. And that happens when the quality of that tissue is good. Well, you've suggested I not look in the mirror and rather feel from the inside and that I would look better as a result of not looking at how I look. So when did you begin practicing this and how did it affect your life? I probably started practicing that in my late 30s. It wasn't something I was encouraged to do much anyway. I was discouraged from me because you would become arrogant if you looked in the mirror too much. But what does happen is, that, and it did happen to me, was that you know, we become very attached to trying to get ourselves to look a certain way. And then if I wasn't looking that way, then I was um, unhappy with myself. 
And that's the thing that I discovered when I came to, to yoga and, and Ayurveda particularly was that I, I didn't really want to be unhappy with myself and that, that that really wasn't going to bring the good things into my life that I wanted. And it certainly wasn't going to help me age in any very nice way either. So, so that's the point where uh, I really stopped using the mirror for self-examination and evaluation. You know, I was, I've, I've done some exercises in that where I've looked in the mirror and looked into my own eyes and things like that. So there's some useful tools there. But in general, that, you know, that I get myself looking the way I want to look for the day and I do my best and I go out into the world and just be myself. And then you have people around you who you request that they let you know if your hair is sticking out funny. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we do. <laughs> um, attitude is such an important piece of everything in life and all parts of our health. And also the aging process. So how, how would you best describe the effect of attitude on the aging process and our ability to enjoy life? Well, I say often, attitude is everything. It's our energy. It's what we're doing with our energy. So that I think it really has, it affects everything to a very high degree. You know, if I'm unhappy, you know, literally the muscles in my face are going to change. And how my body is processing food is going to change. And how uh, my ability to deal with life is going to change. So all my ability to digest is going to be affected if my attitude is of a more negative nature or if it's of an uncaring nature, we'll say. We really have to decide that we want to live life and then to step into it. And that's what Ayurveda offers us. It really offers us great tools of a simple nature and to understand our part in the process of life. And so with that, it's a natural thing then that our sense of beauty would shine through. And with that is going to come a, a graceful aging process. Any last thoughts to share about beauty and the notion that aging is a truly beautiful process and how to have it be so? Well, I think a thing that, that was very helpful to me, that was given to me actually at an early age, was to not only just smile often, but to smile from the inside. And that was a difficult thing for me because I think I had spent a lot of my life scowling, and I smiled a lot too because I was taught that as a child, that it was good to smile, that I need, needed to smile because it would help me feel better. But then there was a time in my adulthood where I really forgot that. <laughs> and so I, I think that the notion of uh, smiling to yourself inside on a regular basis is really important. That we understand that that you know being hard on myself in the sense of uh, being negative and harsh is not going to be helpful for anything. I found when I'm in a space like that, then going to the sea of joy <laughs> is a very helpful way to be able to feel that in the inside, so then I can. Can you take us to the sea of joy for a minute? Sure. Let's just do that. Let's close the eyes and go inside. Bring your attention into the center of your head. And you can find the center of your head if you draw a line between the eyebrows straight back and tops of the ears straight across. And where those two lines cross, 
And from there, I'd like you just to imagine diving into the deepest part of yourself, into the sea of joy. And just allow yourself to be there, to be totally still and present for just a moment. And then you can bring that stillness and beauty of the sea of joy into your life at any moment in time. Thank you. I love that practice. And I guess, you know, my last thought is how you talk about just letting go of the fear and that life really is short and just to enjoy it. And that's when everything will just bloom. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us. And if you'd like to work with us to determine the best approach for you, we offer consultations in person and by phone or online. Thanks so much for listening to Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga. Don't forget, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, just submit your question on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag AskHaleePule. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E. And if you want to go deeper on your own path toward health, book a consultation at HaleePule.com. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.